Hello and welcome to this week's online service from the Church of England. Today's service is being led by missionaries, pioneers and lay leaders from across Hereford Diocese. And we pray that as we meet together and worship together, you will have a renewed sense of God's presence and love wherever you are today. Jesus Christ is King of it. He lives his life in us for the sake of the world. Jesus is alive today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. confession. So let us pray. 
Lord God, our maker and our redeemer, this is your world and we are your people. Come among us and save us. We have willfully misused your gifts of creation. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have seen the ill treatment of others and have not gone to their aid. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have condoned evil and dishonesty and failed to strive for justice. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have heard the good news of Christ, but have failed to share it with others. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have not loved you with our whole heart, nor our neighbours as ourselves. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. May God, who loved the world so much that he sent his Son to be our Saviour, forgive us our sins and make us holy to serve him in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him to, before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's good grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, he was a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, 
the riches in his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Today's gospel reading is Luke chapter 6, verses 20 to 31. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and insult you and reject you as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich for you have already received your comforts. Woe to you who are well fed, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for this is how their ancestor treated the false prophets. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who ill-treat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Beatitudes have for a long time been one of my favourite places to dwell in the Bible. But I will admit to having preferred Matthew's version of them to Luke's. As we celebrate All Saints Day today, it seems really appropriate for us to be dwelling in God's blessings. But often I've thought to myself that Luke is being just a bit harsh with all its woe to use. Surely, the rich and the happy and the well-fed are many of us. And, well, we're well-meaning in our comforts, aren't we? And we want people to speak well of us, don't we? Can we not be saint-like and comfortable at the same time? All right, now I am beginning to understand that there is a time and a place for some woe to use that we're moving into a season where we need to hear them, where as a world or as a country, we need to hold each other and ourselves to account for our actions. More than that, St. Francis, St. Clair, St. Teresa, St. Martin, many of our saints hold up for us a model to follow. They took seriously the call to give their cloaks to the people who need them, to feed the hungry, and not only the saints, Jesus holds us accountable for our actions. 
How can it be acceptable for so many people to have been driven into food and fuel poverty this year? How can it be okay that some of you taking part in this service today will be wondering how to pay your bills and put food on your table? I am Chair of Trustees at our local food bank here in Leominster. And in March, I remember feeling like an Old Testament prophet foretelling doom when I told our local news reporter that I was expecting to see a tsunami of need this autumn. I very much wish that I was wrong, but already we have seen its arrival. August is typically our lowest month of the year in terms of food bank use. A combination of good weather and summer distractions tend to keep people away from the food bank in August. In contrast, last October, we saw a sharp increase in use as people were forced to make a choice between food and fuel. So in 2021, the number of people receiving food help in October was twice that of August. That's maybe what we would expect. But this year, our August figure are twice that of last October. Double the number of people needed our help in the food bank this summer as needed help in the first cold month of last year. And that number has continued to rise by an extra 100 people every month since July and is continuing to rise. So when the prophets say woe to you, indeed when Jesus says woe to you, it's because they're letting us know that it's time for us to wake up to take action, decide to live differently. It's time for us to live like we believe that the kingdom of God belongs to the poor, that it's possible for the hungry to be satisfied. And that's not something we can do on our own. It's not just an individual response Jesus is calling for. Just like the money changers in the temple, there is an overturning of our rules of living that Jesus requires. We need societal change to be possible for the hungry to be satisfied. If we're followers of Jesus, there is nothing easy about what he asks of us. There's nothing easy about living as kingdom people. But Jesus does not ask us or require us to become downhearted or overwhelmed. So it's especially important when the world might feel overwhelming that we hear the blessings and that we notice that the blessings come first. It's not that Jesus starts with a saintly job description that we're all supposed to live by, and woe to all of us when we fail to do that. First and foremost are the blessings offered for everyone who needs to hear them and be blessed by him. So today, I think Jesus would be saying, blessed are you who are exhausted. Blessed are you who have no electricity on the meter. Blessed are you who feel unlovable. Blessed are you who are bullied. Blessed are you who are housebound. Blessed are you who are caring for your partner who is ill. Blessed are you who feel alone. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who are grieving. Jesus blesses people, not because they're choosing their situation in order to be counted as blessed, because they are, and we are, people who need to hear his blessing. 
And I think it follows that sometimes we need to hear the woe to use because it is too easy to be complacent, to be absorbed in our own worldview. Jesus loves us and blesses us, but he also calls out our sin and calls us to rethink as people, as a society and as a church. Woe to us when we tell people in poverty they should work harder. Woe to us who think people who are depressed should try harder. Woe to us when we make all kinds of judgments about how other people should live or who laugh at people who are in distress. Jesus calls us all to say sorry, to repent, to live differently, to remember how blessed you are, how blessed I am, and to be a blessing to others. So if you're wondering what the saints might be able to show us, it's how to be more Christ-like. That's what the saints do. They hold up a light that is Christ-like and they show us the way of Christ. And we can do that with our actions and in our words. We can offer blessings in the form of apples or pears or electricity top-ups or words of welcome or words of affirmation and words of loving kindness. We can show love in practical ways and in also in the manner in which we travel through the world and by noticing where Jesus lands his blessings and who he commands us to love, we might receive some guidance on how to love our way through life. It's not easy, but if we allow our feet to tread in the footpaths of Christ's blessings, we will find joy will meet us along the way. And we might, like the saints, become Christ's light in the world around us. So I wonder in your week ahead, how might you bring these blessings alive for someone near you? Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you, and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. Amen. Let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God the Father from whom every family on, in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and who fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, I'm Andrea Johnson and I'm from Withington, a small village in Herefordshire. So what do you love about your role? I'm currently the Cellular Pathology Manager at Hereford County Hospital and I love being a scientist. I love uh, working hard for patients, making a difference to patient pathways. What are some of the opportunities and the challenges in your role? There are a lot of opportunities, um, especially in my role as the Laboratory Manager. We've got a lot of new technologies, a lot of new sciences that are coming on board that we're able to roll out and develop in our own laboratory. 
um, bring them on board for better diagnostics for patients within Herefordshire. Um, the challenges are people, um, working with different types of people, different characters, um, being able to manage different characters and getting everybody to work harmoniously, but also understanding that people have lives outside of work and how that impacts them and how you almost have to look after your own little flock as a manager and um, use all your people skills. How does your faith encourage you in these things? My faith encourages me, particularly in people management, uh, to be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. Um, and also we sat in church recently and it said to love thy neighbour and that's not just to neighbour next door but to everyone and even the most difficult characters, the hardest people to manage to set all those personal emotions and feelings aside and actually shelve that and really engage and listen to what your staff are telling you and how they are and actually how you can actually help them in the workplace. So my faith allows me to make space for people. Um, my faith, how does my faith help me with uh, bringing in new technologies and things? Uh, my faith probably drives, I believe it's a driving force for hope and um, everything new that we can get hold of, that we can roll out in the laboratory gives hope uh, that we can improve the patient pathway, that we can provide for our patients better. So I believe that all these things I take on board, no matter how hard or stressful and time-consuming things are, because we live in hope. Thank you.
focus while praying, we will make and hold physical positions with our hands. We do this to include our bodies, allowing our minds to focus more freely on what we are praying about. Praying hands. First, place your palm and fingers flat together with your hands pointing upward in the position traditionally adopted to pray. We come to be still before God, our hands together, stopping us undertaking physical work. We take the work of prayer, bring our concerns before the God who loves us. Loving God, thank you but we are never without help because you are there to turn to. Thank you for our church and a place to come to in good times and bad, to be reminded of your healing love. Help us to lay down our worries and burdens for ourselves, each other and our community, and to know your peace, Lord, in your mercy receive our prayer. Separate your hands and clench them together to form fists. Hold them as tightly as you can so that your focus is on your fists. We pray for those who are afflicted by violence. We pray for those in violent relationships and circumstances. We, we're taught where talking has been replaced by fighting, where peace has been replaced by aggression and Arrest. Help us to notice who might be vulnerable and in need of help in our community, and to have those courage to speak up for those in need. Lord, in our mercy. Hear our prayer. Open both your fists. Hold your hand so that your palm faces towards you. Take the index finger on your other hand and press it onto the centre of your left palm to remind us of Jesus' wounded hands on the cross. God, who shows us how to forgive, help us all to be forgiving to one another and ourselves, just as you are. We pray for those situations and places where forgiveness is needed in our lives, our community and the wider world. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Open both of your hands, hold them in front of you with your palms facing upward as a sign that everyone needs to receive good things. Thank you, God, that we can turn to you and ask for what we, we each need, physically, emotionally and spiritually. We pray for those in need of any kind of community. Help us to share what we have and to never be ashamed, to turn to, to you and one another in needs of, in our own needs. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Clasp your hands together as if you are holding someone else's hand. This is to remind of the way that Jesus showed us God's compassion as he met with those who needed it. We pray for those who are unwell or suffering in body, mind or soul and those who care for them. We pray for those who are dying and those who mourn for someone they love. We pray that they will know God's healing, comfort, compassion and love and ask you to help us to show we care. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. 
We return our hands to the position we first held. Palms and fingers flat together, hands pointing upwards. The position traditionally adopted for prayer as we end our prayers by praying together the prayer that Jesus taught us in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. God of holiness, your glory is proclaimed in every age. As we rejoice in the faith of your saints, inspire us to follow their example with boldness and joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this online service today. We pray that as we go from this time, God will guide us in our daily lives. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.